Good evening, and welcome to the VAST Institute Office Hours on Healthy Relationships. My name is Michelle Sherman, and we're here to answer your questions. We have people who have done the Healthy Relationships Workbook and done Healthy Relationships um, seminars with us throughout the country, and uh, they like to practice. We like to practice. And so uh, we're here tonight to answer your questions. It's a beautiful evening. So first one, I have here a question from Wisconsin. And the thought is, how do I know I can trust someone? Wow, Wisconsin, that's a pretty good question to start with. Go right to the trust issue, because I have to say, that's a pretty exciting place to start. Okay, so how do you know you can trust someone? Well, in, in the Healthy Relationship workbook, we talk about starting with your personal values. And if you do start with your personal values and you're clear on what it is that that means to you, what they are, for example, a personal value of mine might be, well, mine is honesty. I'm someone who has a really hard time with people who fib or lie or are dishonest. It really slows my life down. I can only operate at full speed if I have the opportunity to trust the people around me will keep their word most of the time. So that's just one of mine, keeping your word um, and honesty. Those are two different things. So we'll start with keep your word. Keeping your word shows up with people saying what they're going to do and doing what they're going to say. Um, and as people do keep their word, then you start realizing that you can rely on them to know that they can agree to something and do it. That builds trust. So one of the things that I recommend to folks who perhaps are overcommitted is that they really will benefit, they will truly benefit from perhaps ending a few of their commitments right then, pulling back a little bit and focusing on doing a lot better with the agreements that they have. So fewer agreements, but keeping them will get you a lot further than agreeing to everything and, and not making that happen because of the trust issue. So um, when they treat you with respect, this is just my thought, you know, I trust people who treat me with respect, make sure that I have the opportunity to share what's really um, going on for me. Um, it's safe to be around them meaning that even though I might feel vulnerable, uh, my feelings might get ruffled. Uh, I'm not in physical danger because um, that's something that I, I try to get away from more and more. And, uh, and also someone who has my back, someone who has my back. I like that. I like people who watch out for each other. It seems like it's a much finer way to operate in the world. Because there are things that I might not think of that my uh, technical wizards do or things that I might not think of that my um, over-concerned um, OCD in recovery, obsessive compulsive disorder in recovery, uh, a food safety expert might. Um, things that I might not realize are available to me because I hadn't had the curiosity in that particular direction. It's all about being who you are and being appreciated for it. That's how I know I can trust someone. Great question. Let's see, we have another one here. 
Oh, this one is coming from Rhode Island. Oh, from RISD. Okay, lovely. We know people from RISD. And the question is, what does it mean to be in a healthy relationship? That's truly different for each person, but the VAST Institute defines healthy relationships as relationships in which I'm free to learn, to grow, and to thrive. Now, sometimes I don't grow in the directions people want me to grow in, or I grow too slowly, or I grow um, in ways that perhaps make other people uncomfortable. Um, as long as I'm being true to myself and thoughtful about my impact on others, but not codependent, again, we have all these little opportunities to learn and grow. Um, I can truly learn to accept people uh, once I learn to accept myself. So it's um, being in a healthy relationship is when I feel the permission to allow myself to learn, grow, and thrive. Great question. Next one. Um, <clears throat> one second, we have one here. Are romantic, intimate relationships the same as friendships when it comes to boundaries and rules? Whew, that's a lot. We, we probably could do a whole uh, hour on just boundaries, <laughs> but I will give that my best shot in just a few minutes. Um, the thing about intimate relationships, and this is something that I learned over the years from, I believe it was a book called Leaving the Enchanted Forest by Stephanie Covington. And she made a really great point there that has always stuck with me. She said in her book, intimate relationships, whether they're friendships or they are romantic, require the same three basic tenets. First, balance of power. If people are less powerful or more powerful, if there's a power differential, then that is not true intimacy. Intimacy cannot occur because people are dealing with the power as opposed to sharing who they are and getting closer and closer. Second one is reciprocity. Now we're not talking about tit for tat. We're talking about reciprocity in that, well, I give a hoot about what you wanna do on vacation and you give a hoot about where I wanna to go to a movie. Um, you give a hoot about me taking care of my health and well-being, um, and I give a hoot about you spending quality time with members of your family that you enjoy. So it's about supporting each other in ways that overlap, but also allow the individual to uh, create a life that works for them, and not everything um, is shared. Sometimes uh, close relationships, as I said, we all have our own interests. So it's about wholeness, not perfection. Good questions. Well, <clears throat> I would like very much to say thank you for this little vignette, this little bit of office hours. Um, we've had people from Wisconsin, New Jersey, and other areas. Um, the other thing about um, intimate relationships between, besides balance of power, there's one more thing, and uh, reciprocity, it's empathy. So when I have empathy, I may not really fully understand what it's like to go through what the person goes through, but I can have compassion for the fact that they may be upset or suffering as a result of it.
we can always find some compassion and empathy for other human beings because guess what? We share a lot. Whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, balance of power, you're both free to leave. You're both free to choose to be together. You're choosing it. And that brings you closer and closer. If you're not choosing, it's not going to be intimate. It's going to be something else. Empathy and reciprocity. Those three things in um, both types of relationships are very, very powerful. The only thing is you cannot really be intimate with children because there's a power differential. So people who want to be best friends with their kids, you can be friends with your adult children and you can be a good example uh, and enjoy your your kids, but you need to be their parent, not their not their friend. Healthy relationships, learn, grow, and thrive. Great questions, guys. Thank you so much. And we will have office hours monthly. We also have virtual uh, happy hour where we talk about topical events, whether it's consent or uh, some of the things that are going on in the world, right use of power. We have a lot of fun talking about um, art and a lot of stuff. And check our website, www.vastinstitute.com. Thank you so much. And you have a great evening.